Hello and welcome to Where Many Have Gone Before, the podcast where I, John D. Ruddy, trek through the grandness that is Star Trek for the first time. So, this is uh, the very first episode, and um, I suppose... I should introduce myself. I am John D. Ruddy. Uh, You may have seen my history videos. I create the series Manny Man Does History on YouTube. And if you haven't seen them, go and check them out. This is one of those many COVID-19 lockdown ideas. I'm sure I'm not the first person to be uh, starting a podcast (laughs) amidst the lockdown, but there you go. I thought... It would be a fun way to explore Star Trek for newcomers, but also in a way for people who are already very familiar with Star Trek to be able to rediscover it and to be able to watch it through fresh eyes. Like diehard Star Trek fans, I am going to be watching everything. And uh, I know from my own experience, only very recently uh, did I have... Uh, a friend watch all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. She had never watched them before. And I was kind of living vicariously through her um, because just, just getting her gut reactions. And, and, and not only that, but I had uh, given her a different um, viewing order to watch it rather than release order. And it's not 100% chronological, but it's I, I, I think it produces the uh, the best story. Uh, but we can talk about that somewhere else. Um, but yeah, so I hope to watch three episodes per episode, if that makes sense. Uh, three episodes of Star Trek per podcast episode. And I will be talking with various guests about this. In the first couple of episodes, at the very least, I will be talking with the great Michael Leddy, who is very knowledgeable about Star Trek, very knowledgeable about TV. He has an immense collection of videotapes, of DVDs, of so much 1970s, 80s, 90s television And is just a memory bank of information. So I'm very much looking forward to introducing you all to Michael. So I suppose I can give you some of my sci-fi credentials. Because although I have not necessarily seen much Star Trek, I am a massive science fiction fan. I suppose when I was a teenager, I was a Star Trek... I wasn't a Star Trek person. I was a Star Wars fan. I I was a teenager during the 2000s, early 2000s in particular. So it was it was a good time to be a Star Wars fan because the prequels were coming out and I was the perfect age for the prequels. Like I was 10 years old when Phantom Menace came out. So I was able to actually enjoy it as a child. And again, Attack of the Clones came out when I was 13 perfect age for that movie and 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 then revenge of the sith came out when i was 16 again perfect age it was it it, it was fantastic and while doing that i collected the official star wars fact file so i immersed myself in the expanded universe um now unfortunately it takes me 
ages to read novels. Um, so I didn't actually get reading a lot of the Star Wars novels. But the Star Wars fact file allowed me to get the essentially the cliff notes of what was happening. And it also inspired my love of history, even though this was a fictional history. Um, that was... Uh, that was another inroad. Um, so yeah, so I have always uh, more so been a Star Wars fan, even even so much, you know, during the teenage years to be actively going, ugh, Star Trek. Why would I get into that? Even though, even though, you know, there 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 were on occasion things that I did, I was curious about. Um, but yeah, I never really got into it. So I thought now is the perfect opportunity to look into it. On top of my science fiction credentials, I have been a Doctor Who fan in the past, but I have been. I haven't watched it since David Tennant finished up, but I do enjoy that science fiction. I love high concept stuff. I love I love stuff that's grounded in real world stuff because I suppose Star Wars is more science fantasy but I love really cool concepts that are very much grounded or you know alternative alternative histories um or you know just speculation of the future one film I love and I may divide the audience right here but it was the uh, early 2000s I think it came out in two I think it came out in the year 2000 perhaps was uh the that version of the time machine i loved just the sequence of time passing as he gets clunked in the head and uh, we see time pass around him um i've always i've always been curious about that and i always love how science fiction always or at least good science fiction informs us about the time in which it was written um but at the same time can be applicable beyond that time so i'm very much looking forward to particularly the original star trek it be it coming out of the 60s it coming out of the 1960s america right in the middle of the cold war only a couple of years after the cuban missile crisis all of these kind of things i'm really curious to see uh, in what ways that will spill into the text of Star Trek. For example, looking at the time machine, um, how in the 2000s version, the big disaster that happened uh, in the future was what was a demolition project gone wrong up on the moon, uh, which ultimately wiped out most of humanity. But in the, I think it was 1960s version, it was a nuclear holocaust because that's what people were terrified about. Whereas in the 2000s, people were like, no, the only thing that can, the only thing that can stop us now is human progress. And then 9-11 happened and everyone was right back to, oh no, it's, it's, it's the terrorists. The terrorists have done something to kill us. You know, if, if, if they were to make the time machine in 2003 it would probably be some terrorist biological thing that wipes out humanity or just straight out a nuclear holocaust again um but yeah uh, so i'm very much looking forward to that 
So my prior knowledge of Star Trek, shout out to the Potterless podcast for this, um, because I suppose this has that has in a lot of ways been an inspiration for this podcast, living vicariously, listening to um, Potterless podcast, l- l- uh, reading Harry Potter for the very first time. Uh, it's an opportunity for myself to experience it. So one of the things that uh, that they do at the very in the very first episode is to lay out what prior knowledge they have. So my prior knowledge of Star Trek. So being a science fiction fan, I have not been immune to knowledge of Star Trek. I have seen a couple of Star Trek films. And I have seen various episodes here and there, but not in a linear fashion, not in a kind of direct semblance of, of meaning and going, right, I am going to watch Star Trek. It, if if it was on and it, it kind of caught my attention, I would check it out. Um, so regarding the first uh, the the original series. I mean, I am familiar with the characters. Uh, I you know, I mean, they're 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 cultural icons. Um, I'm familiar, you know, with Captain Kirk and Bones and and Spock and Uhura and um, Scotty. You know, they're they're there. Um, although interestingly enough, so I saw the um, I have seen the first two J.J. Abrams movies, the Kelvin timeline, I believe it's referred to. So I am familiar with the characters via that. Of course, they're different interpretations of the characters. So I'm very much looking forward to witness the Shatner in all his glory. And of course, um, Leonard Nimoy as well. I love Leonard Nimoy be he singing the ballad of Bilbo Baggins or being awesome in Invasion of the Body Snatchers. But uh, yeah, so I'm very much looking forward to essentially seeing what all the fuss is about. Um, I am aware of various iconic moments within the original series. I know of Kirk fighting some kind of lizard man in the desert, rocky place. Um... I know he has a native, the Gorgon or something like that. I'm not sure. Um, I am I am familiar with the music and uh, the, uh, the 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 duel between Spock and Kirk. And I know that from Cable Guy, <laughs> as many people would know that moment from Cable Guy, the Jim Carrey movie. Um, uh, so there's that. Uh, I know I am aware of Star Trek being the first show to feature an interracial kiss between Kirk and Uhura. So that's culturally significant and I'm looking forward to seeing the context of in of how that happens. I'm also looking forward to, you know, applying a lot of 21st century sensibilities to these 1960s shows just to see how how they've aged well and how they may have not so aged well. Um I'm I think I I, I know that Captain Kirk is a fairly um womanizing 
uh, kind of a guy. So I'll be curious to see how that translates to a modern audience. Um, what else? You know, all of the classic quotes and misquotes, you know, I'm familiar with, you know, space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise or whatever it is. Um, to boldly go where no man has gone before. You know, I know, I know that. I know, um, I was about to say there's something on the wing, but no, that's an episode of, was it the, it was either Twilight Zone or Outer Limits starring William Shatner. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's all the classics. Beam me up, Scotty, even though he never actually says beam me up, Scotty. Uh, I just can't do it, Captain. She doesn't have the power. And again, I'm getting this from Jim Carrey <laughs> from Ace Ventura. Um, uh, live long and prosper, of course, and the the, the Spock hand sign as well. And uh, it was the Vulcan, not the Vulcan mind trick. That's the Jedi mind trick. The Vulcan death grip or something to that effect. Um, that's as uh, a lot of what I what I know. Um, I mean, I I I picked up elements of it from. Um, I watched the toys that made us the excellent Netflix TV show um, where there are different documentaries exploring different toy lines from history and uh, Star Trek was one and I watched it because I was interested in the development of the toys Um, but yeah so that's as much as I know more or less of the original series I have not seen the first Star Trek movie although I am familiar with elements of it um i know that it was trying desperately to both be star wars and 2001 um but we'll we'll get there that's that's a that's a ways down the road um i'm also considering watching the animated series as well which apparently is a bit like a season four of the original series so let me know in the comments if you think i should watch those as well because uh, I, I, I think I think that might be a direction I might go. I have seen Wrath of Khan once, and I am I am I am very familiar with <laughs> that scene. Buried alive, alive. Although I'm really looking forward to seeing the original episode where Khan shows up. Like there's elements like that, you know. There's there's things where there's references to things. Uh, particularly even in the in the J.J. Abrams movies, like there's references to things that I think I'll appreciate a lot more having gone through the journey, having gone through the trek, shall we say, um, of, of watching the episodes. Have I seen... I don't think I've seen any more of the original cast movies. I don't think so. I mean, again, I'm familiar with some of the concepts. I know there's one where they go to modern day earth or at least 1980s earth i know there's one where it turns out that voyager one was sending a thing or there's another one where it was like pretending to be god Mm, i mean you know and i'm and i'm I'm familiar with certain uh, beings you know like klingons and the romulans and the the vulcans obviously but that that's kind of as far oh and those guys with the big foreheads, I think that are in Deep Space Nine, I can't remember the name of those guys. You're probably shouting at it, shouting at me right now. So yeah, that's as much I've seen with the original cast movies. Um, I have seen bits and pieces of 
next generation. So far from you know, I, I know I know there is a big conflict of you know, are you for Captain Kirk, are you for Kirk or Picard? And I think now I have had less experience of Kirk, but I do love Jean Luc Picard from the limited Jean Luc Picard that I have seen. Um, so I so far I am a bit of a Picard guy. Let's see, Next Generation. Yeah, I've seen bits of episodes. Um, cause, like, it came out when I was very young, um, in the early 90s. And I, re- I remember I remember as a kid seeing it, and I was like, Whoopi Goldberg's in this? Because uh, I was a big fan of Sister Act when I was a kid. And so it was just a novelty to see Whoopi Goldberg in this. Um, yeah, like, I mean, I'm familiar with some of the characters... Uh, in Next Generation, like Worf and Data and Riker and, you know, folks like that. Or what's his name? Wesley. <laughs> Shut up, Wesley. I love the video. Um, uh, make it so. It's the uh, let it snow, but uh, they have it make it so. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. It's very entertaining. I'm also familiar with the way that Riker consistently steps over his chairs to sit down. I've seen compilations of that. So it's wonderful. So I'll already not be able to unsee that by the time we get to next gen. Um, Let's see. Yeah, I think I have seen an episode where the entire crew gets addicted to a video game with really dodgy tornado CGI. That's as much as I can remember. I'm I'm sure I'm sure by the time I get there I'll be like, oh wait, I think I've seen this episode, but th- it's also blurry that most of it is kind of few and far between with which what I remember, uh, whether or not I've seen the movies. This the next gen. I I don't know if I have seen Generations. I mean I know it's the one where Kirk and Picard meet and. Kirk dies <laughs> terribly. Spoilers. <laughs> um, what is it like? He falls off a bridge or something, or not even like a bridge falls on top of him or something. I oh, I, I don't know. Um, I have seen First Contact. I can't remember a lot about it. I just remember really enjoying it, and I remember actually a lot of. A hype being made about about it whenever it came out. Um, I remember the lady who played the Borg Queen. She was on the Late Late Toy Show, which for anyone not in Ireland listening to this, the uh, Late Late Toy Show is a special episode of the Late Late Show, which is a weekly Friday night talk show. And uh, the toy show is usually in late November, early December, where they showcase all of the year's hottest toys and they get kids in to talk and review toys. It's hilarious. Um, But uh, they also get celebrities in to talk about stuff. And I have a specific memory of the lady who played the Borg Queen um, in there. Um, But I I didn't see it as a child. I saw it maybe when I was about 18 or 19. Uh, I have good memories about it. Well, memories of of good feelings towards the film. Let's see, what else? I have seen Star Trek Insurrection in the cinema. <laughs> um, I think it may have damaged my 
views on Star Trek. Uh, it was around the time, because I think, did it come out in about 97? came out in about 96 or 97. Um, but I remember me and my dad would go to a lot of movies like this. You know, we went to see Lost in Space, went to see the original, well, quote-unquote original Star Wars, the the original Star Wars movie, but the special edition of it. Um, like, you know, we saw a lot of movies like that. And so, oh, Star Trek. That might be a bit like Star Wars. And so we went to see Star Trek Insurrection. And all I remember was this guy with a really weird puffy face. And it bust out into postules. But the thing is, I can only see him as the leper guy from Braveheart it's possible that it's the same actor I have no idea off the top of my head but that's all I can see I can only see the leper guy from from Braveheart Um, but yeah I just remember a guy with a really puffy face and I think that's how they kill him at the end spoilers they like over puff his face but that's all I remember of that movie Um, I have I haven't seen any of the others Unless I get around to watching it and I'm like, wait a minute, I have seen this, but I'm pretty sure I haven't seen any of the others. Like, I haven't seen, I can't even think what they're called off the top of my head. Um, Nemesis, I haven't seen Nemesis. I think that was the last Picard one. Um, I have seen at least one episode of Deep Space Nine. That episode being the one where they go back to the trouble with troubles. I again I'm, I'm I'm aware of trouble with troubles. Um but that's that's the only episode of Deep Space 9 that I have definitely seen. I mean, I've seen bits and pieces of it. Um but that's the only specific episode I remember watching because I'm a sucker for time travel. Uh, stories and so I was like, "Ooh, even though I haven't seen the original episode, I enjoy this." Plus Colin Meaney's in it. Um, so I love Colin Meany. Voyager, I don't know. I mean, I, I know I can recognize the captain lady. <laughs> That's as much. I, I don't know the actress's name. I don't know her name, uh, the character's name. Uh, I think, is it Voyager with the lady with the robot she's the got the little piece of robot on her face (laughs) that's a very bad description john i don't know is she like a cyborg and uh she's got like a little piece of metal popping out of her face i don't know she could be either be that or deep space nine i'm i don't know um and unfortunately my good friend niall mcdonough who which i do um the Nielsen and Johnson Nerds at Law podcast. Niall will probably later be featuring in this show. Um, he told me how Voyager ends because this was at a point where I wasn't intending on watching them and I was, and I was like, eh, fair enough, go on, tell me. And so I know how Voyager ends with the whole... Um, it's essentially a, a a bad future and they realize that going spoilers by the way and they realize that going back into the past ah oh, I, I don't even know everybody's miserable because they got home so they go back in time and sacrifice themselves so that their past selves can get home a lot sooner or something like that that's that's all i know um spiders um yeah 
And is that oh I have I haven't seen what's it called Enterprise. All I know about Enterprise is that it did a, a ton of retconning, and people are like you know they don't have proton torpedoes they just have torpedoes, and there's a whole thing about the Klingons whether or not they have the forehead thingies or not. Um, the first like contact with the Klingons, um, and. I know that Enterprise is apparently no one's favourite Star Trek series. Uh, sorry, guys. Um, but, uh, yeah. I'm, well, I'm, I'm sure there's someone out there now going, I love Enterprise. It's like, yeah, but do you prefer it over all the other Star Treks? <laughs> I haven't even seen it and I'm dissing it. Um, like, I mean, I've seen moments of it, but I don't think I've watched a full episode. I, I, have, I have one vague memory of someone looking up into the sky and seeing our sun from far away and going, ah, this is what I wanted to be able to see our sun as just another star in the sky. I think that's kind of cool. But that's the only thing that has sat with me in that. Um, Oh, that Netflix show. Frontier? Is that what it's called? Uh... This is how much my knowledge of that show is. Because <laughs> all I know is that there's an F-bomb in it. And it was very controversial that there was an F-bomb in um, uh, in Star Trek. Uh, but uh, that'll it'll probably be a couple of years before I get to that one. And then, of course, Picard. I have not seen Picard at all. Because, because I suppose I was initially... I think the... Uh, the seeds were laid for this podcast whenever Picard came out. And I was like, do you know what? I'm not going to watch it now. I'm probably going to watch it in 10 years time. By the time I actually get through all of the other episodes. I've And and, and, and as I said before, I have seen the J.J. Abrams movies. And, and I, I love the first one. Um, Star Trek Into Darkness isn't as good as the first one. Even as not a diehard Star Trek fan... I find the moment where Khan reveals that he is Khan just falls flat because only the audience gets the significance of that. I think I, I think actually I watched Wrath of Khan just in and around the time I watched Star Trek Into Darkness. It's, you know, it's like, my name is Khan. And all the other characters are like, so... And then later they talk to Spock and he's like, oh no, oh no, oh no, not Khan. He's, he's, he's bad. Um, but, uh, but apart from that, that's, that is all I know. Um, so this, this, this first episode is, uh, just a, a briefer, a briefer version of what the full episodes will be. But this is just an introductory taste of what, where many have gone before will be. If you would like to support this podcast, you can do so uh, by supporting myself, John D. Ruddy, on Patreon. Go over and you'll not only be supporting this podcast, you'll be supporting various other podcasts uh, and indeed my YouTube history series, Manny Man Does History. So head on over there. There's loads of fun rewards, which uh, you'll be able to get your hands on. And you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And indeed, YouTube. Go and subscribe on YouTube. Why not? To 
both channels, John D. Ruddy and John D. Ruddy Does Stuff, where I have some uh, less history-related stuff on there. But yeah, for now, folks, this has been the first episode of Where Many Have Gone Before. And I hope to join you for many's a more track to come. <laughs>